Section four of the beginning of the Middle Ages by Richard William Church. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Pamela Nagami. Chapter two The New Nations. Part two. A race not new to the wars and troubles of the later empire was rising into importance in the northeast of Gaul, which was to dispute and finally overthrow the predominance of the Goths and give a different turn to the course of western history this race the franks was also a teutonic one up to the middle of the century they had made comparatively but little figure in the events of the time they had been loyal to the empire they had furnished some of the best soldiers to the armies of stilicho and aetius they had suffered in the rush and pressure of the invading vandals and still more from the huns but when the empire could no longer defend itself they had not thought it necessary to keep within their earlier limits the salient franks had pushed down from the batavian and frisian marshes to the rivers and valleys of northeastern gaul the ripuarian franks advanced to the country of the meuse and moselle the salient franks had even associated a roman or romanized gaul aegidius with their native chief in the leadership of the tribe but in the year 481 the native leadership passed into the hands of a chief who would not endure a roman colleague or the narrow limits within which in the general turmoil of the world his tribe was cramped he is known to history by the name of clovis or clodwig which through many transformations became the later ludwig and louis clovis soon made himself feared as the most ambitious the most unscrupulous and the most energetic of the new teutonic founders of states ten years after the fall of the western empire seven years before the rise of the gothic kingdom of theodoric clovis challenged the roman patrician syagrius of soissons who had succeeded to aegidius defeated him in a pitched field at nogent near soissons in 486 and finally crushed latin rivalry in northern gaul ten years later in four ninety six in another famous battle tolbiac Zulpich, near cologne he also crushed teutonic rivalry and established his supremacy over the kindred alemanni of the upper rhine then he turned himself with bitter hostility against the gothic power in gaul the franks hated the goths as the ruder and fiercer of the same stock hate those who are a degree above them in the arts of peace and are supposed to be below them in courage and the pursuits of war there was another cause of antipathy the goths were zealous arians and clovis under the influence of his wife clotildis the niece of the burgundian gundobad and in consequence it is said of a vow made in the battle of tolbiac had received catholic baptism from st remigius of reims the frank king threw his sword into the scale against the arian cause and became the champion and hope of the catholic population all over gaul clovis was victorious he crippled the burgundian kingdom in five hundred which was finally destroyed by his sons in five thirty four in a battle near poitiers he broke the power of the west goths in gaul he drove them out of aquitaine leaving them but a narrow strip of coast 
to seek their last settlement and resting-place in Spain, and when he died he was recognized by all the world, by Theodoric, by the Eastern Emperor, who honoured him with the title of the consulship as the master of Gaul, in 511. Nor was his a temporary conquest. The kingdom of the West Goths and the Burgundians had become the kingdom of the Franks. The invaders had at length arrived who were to remain. It was decided that the Franks, and not the Goths, were to direct the future destinies of Gaul and Germany, and that the Catholic faith, and not Arianism, was to be the religion of these great realms. Burgundy, which was half Teutonic, was united like the Latin Aquitaine and Provence to the fortunes of the Franks. In Spain only did the Gothic conquest, the Gothic power, the Gothic civilization, and for a time the Gothic Arianism maintain themselves. In the middle of the sixth century, the Eastern Empire, under one of the greatest of its rulers, Justinian, who ruled from 527 to 565, once more put forth its still enormous strength, and maintained its unabated claims by a revival of military enterprise and prowess not unworthy of the most famous days of Rome. Belisarius showed that Roman generalship was not extinct. By him the Vandal settlement in Africa was broken up and destroyed in 534. While Theodoric lived, the Gothic kingdom of Italy was respected by the emperor, but the discord among the Goths themselves which followed his death showed how much the Gothic power in Italy had depended on one man. The empire revived its claim to the allegiance of Italy. The Gothic chiefs were defeated or slain, and the kingdom of Theodoric, finally overthrown by another of Justinian's victorious generals, the Armenian Narses, in 553. Under these great soldiers it seemed as if the Teutonic settlements in the west were about to be rudely shaken. Roman soldiers taught their old terrible lessons not merely to the Vandals of Africa and the Goths of Italy, but to the invading Alemanni from Germany and the warlike Franks from Gaul in 556. In Italy, at least for fourteen years, from 553 to 567, till after Justinian and Belisarius were dead, the authority of the Roman Empire exercised by Narses under the name of the Exarch of Italy, or, as it is sometimes called, of Ravenna, was once more established and obeyed, and though neither the limits of the Exarchate nor the power of the Exarch were afterwards what they had been under the first Exarch Narses, the name which continued for nearly two centuries designated the last remaining territory, with the exception of the great Mediterranean islands, and for a time of some portions of Spain, which the Roman emperors could claim as their own in the west. The conquests of Justinian's generals were brilliant and barren triumphs. They were the last efforts of the empire in the west, and there was not enough in the conditions of its society and government, apart from the accidental and personal qualifications of its rulers and generals, to sustain them. The course of the Teutonic invasions and settlements were interrupted and disturbed, diverted, but not arrested. The victories of Belisarius and Narses and the overthrow of the Goths in Italy were immediately followed by the eruptions and conquests of the Lombards. The Longobards, 
softened into the lombards were the last of the teutonic invaders who settled in the western territories of the roman empire they were a german tribe whom the usual causes of barbarian migration had brought from the banks of the oda to the great stream along which so many barbarian races and federations had halted and from which they had started in their final conquests on the danube they had like the goths of alaric and theodoric met other rival barbarians and the powers of the eastern empire like alaric and theodoric alboin the adventurous king of the lombards instead of pursuing the course of the feuds alliances and rivalries with his barbarian neighbours sought a new field for his ambition in a reconquest of italy to the teutonic occupation the gothic kingdom had been finally beaten down and destroyed belisarius was dead in 565 narses suspected and superseded if he did not invite the lombard invaders no longer commanded the roman armies and died about the time of the invasion in 568 alboin with associates from many german tribes attacked overran and occupied a great portion of italy ravenna and the maritime cities as far as ancona with rome naples and venice were still preserved to the allegiance of the emperor and acknowledged the authority of the exarch at ravenna but the rest of italy came under the dominion of the lombard king his numerous dukes almost independent chiefs seized each his city or large territory the teutonic ascendancy overthrown in the overthrow of the gothic kingdom was again established in italy lombard kings reigned and legislated and administered at pavia as theodoric had done at ravenna and verona and the kingdom of the lombards set up in the very home of the latin race took for two hundred years from five sixty eight to seven seventy four the place which the gothic kingdom founded by the genius of theodoric had only been able to keep for sixty but italy was never completely subdued like gaul spain or britain to the last there were three capitals centres of national feeling and influence besides the lombard capital of pavia and the greek capital of ravenna there was the italian capital of rome nominally acknowledging the greek emperor but for the most part isolated and growing under the popes into a sense of exceptional independence the latin population of italy was more obstinate than those of gaul and spain in its aversion to foreigners and in its national pride the lombards are said to have been harshest and most cruel of the barbarian conquerors of italy the lombards as long as they were there always stronger than the greeks and italians were never yet strong enough to get the land and the people into their grasp they broke up soon after alboin's death into thirty-six independent dukedoms mostly in single cities and though the confusion and anarchy resulting from this drove them after ten years again to make one of these dukes their king the lombards failed to establish a settled kingdom they were always less closely connected with their subjects and more loosely united among themselves than their teutonic neighbours with rome preserving the italian traditions and keeping up italian memories they continued to be barbarian and oppressive strangers as despised as they were hated and feared 
not even their conversion from arianism under agilulf from 590 to 615 began under the influence of a religious queen like clotildis and berta the bavarian theoida linda and seconded by pope gregory the great could reconcile the two races there was a resemblance of organization a division into provinces an austria and a neustria as among the franks a tuscia as in roman times the lombard kings collected the laws of the lombards and promulgated regulations on the relations between italians and lombards but the real masters were the great lombard dukes dukes of spoleto benevento friuli who made war among themselves and on the king and who with the king harried and tormented whatever was not in their domain the lombard history had its romantic adventures but was void of political interest or success there is no sign even to the last of their hold on italy the lombards gave their name permanently to one of the noblest of italian provinces and they left their mark deeply on the laws the customs the manners the familiar names of italy and in italy their line of kings bridged over the interval from the days of justinian belisarius and narses to those of charles the great but the lombard settlement in italy like the gothic state of theodoric fell before a foreign conqueror and after having lasted longer than the gothic and vandal kingdoms like them it ultimately failed thus began the newer ages of western europe they began in the ruins of the old state of things the change was not a gradual passage such as is always going on in the ordinary course of history the times from the fifth to the eighth century offer an example of a real catastrophe of strange and rare violence in the progress of mankind on such a scale and with such results it has only happened once it stands alone as far as we know among the revolutions and changes of the world islam which was most like it though it was the change of a religion yet left asiatic civilization and for the most part the populations of asia where it found them changes as great have been since but they have been gradual convulsions almost as terrific have also happened but they have been partial but then for more than three centuries it seems as if the world and human society had been hopelessly wrecked without prospect or hope of escape and what gave to this misery additional bitterness was that there was always a considerable number of persons sufficiently imbued with the ideas and imagination of a happier time to be alive to the contrast and to feel more acutely the wretchedness and despair of the present the language of the psalms alone adequately represents such feelings the earth is moved the hills are carried into the midst of the sea all the foundations of the earth are out of course just as the present crust of the earth on which we dwell is built of the ruins of former ones as our mountains and plains are the remains and wreck of an elder world so nations stand on the relics and survivals of older natural and political organizations broken up and shattered but not annihilated we plant our corn and wine on the debris of primeval rocks ancient sea-bottoms are our fields and the sites of our cities 
the clay of which our bricks are moulded was poured forth in subglacial streams from long melted glaciers the stones of which our homes are built are cut out of strata deposited in oceans which have vanished and beds heaved up and down in tremendous jars and shocks far beyond our experience so modern europe has arisen out of three main elements one disintegrated and ruined nations formed under the civilization of greece and rome two altered and to use a geological term metamorphic teutonic races more or less modified by contact with the roman world three the organization and ideas and usages of the christian church with the older civilizations of the world india persia egypt we have to do only indirectly with the three elements present after the destruction of the roman empire we are in immediate relation we touch them End of section four.